welcome to this athletic training chat between us out. Um, these are just short little ones that we wanted to put in with just highlighting something that we see within the athletic training profession that we thought might be useful. They're meant to be short um, and also are corresponded with a longer blog post on athletictrainingchat.com. This one is um, called Working With, Not For, an AT's Guide to Why These Words Matter. This is something I personally have really come around to just recently in my career, but I think it's vitally important. And really, this conversation right now is targeted to the collegiate setting and working with coaches, potentially the high school setting, depending on your setup and whatnot. It could potentially extend into other settings, uh, but being that I'm not directly associated with those other ones, I don't know that it is perfect for the transition. All this being said, this is not to assume that everybody has a struggle with the relationship with their coaches. That very often might not be the case, and that's fantastic. But for those that have, and I've personally, upon reflection, had some of these things, the wording on how it is and going and working with your team and your coach and working for your coach and that team is really, really important. And it's really just in the context of what those words mean per the definition which we cover in the blog post. But to me, for means that we answer to them. And that is not okay in the athletic training world. Um, and when you look at the collegiate setting with the autonomy that's been put down from the NCAA, uh, the unchallengeable authority, and all these different things, you can't work for a coach. It can't be influenced. And we reference the surveys that came out within the last year or so uh, from the NATA that got reported on ESPN about the pressures that athletic trainers have felt. Athletic trainers being let go by institutions because a new coach was hired um, and all the different things that come along with that power dynamic. Whereas if we look at working with someone... To me, that's more of a collaboration, that's equal footing, that's on the same level, that's working in conjunction with each other and not one having authority over the other. Ultimately, yes, a coach can determine if a person plays or not, but that only comes with the clearance by the medical professional or the athletic trainer. Um, I'm looking at a different article that somebody just wrote up on the Huffington Post um, on this four verse with. They had said, you know, with is not really a difficult concept, but it's more of just an awareness of how our actions affect others. And I have to imagine most of us as athletic trainers have felt that with the decisions of coaches, whether it's practices or whatever it may be, really impact your life, but you don't necessarily have the control over that. And while, yes, we are a service profession, that's not necessarily working with each other because if you're not available... In theory, the practice shouldn't happen and or they need to take on the responsibility of what could happen if you're not there. Um, and I think that's really important to just maintain that mindset as athletic trainers is that we do have the power to inject in these things and make sure that we are working again with someone when it comes to those things and not just being told what to do. Uh, one subtle thing, and I know I, I would go back and forth on if it's a microaggression or not, but is when coaches refer to you as part of the team 
or part of the staff. Well, for head coaches, that's insinuating that you work again for them. It can be very complimentary, and it's nice to be part of that team, and I absolutely agree with that. But it can be those subtle things where the dynamic shifts that can ultimately lead to some really tense and uncomfortable situations down the line. And again, that's where I think it is just such a small thing, but so vital to pay attention to the language we use with that and really use the width to help empower our profession and our professionals in these different dynamics. It can be extremely hard for young professionals who just come into a position, they just got certified, and they're working with a coach that happens to have been coaching longer than they might be alive. That's a very difficult situation to be in because the power structure can be used to that coach's advantage. And so really helping focus on the fact that you work with them to help the student-athlete return as safely as possible, as quickly as possible to participate at the highest level, that is ultimately the goal. And it's going to take both entities in order to accomplish that. And again, really why I think it's important for those two words, as similar as they may be and as short as they are, to really have... Um, the definition and the understanding and what it means for an athletic trainer. That being said, more resources are linked up on athletictrainingchat.com, so please go check those out uh, and read the full blog post, and we'll be back with a new episode next week.